You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. Been an interesting week, been an unusual week. Uh, it started with Melissa sending me a, a video of a, of a song, and I'm sure many of you have seen it and heard it. Uh, the name of the song is uh, The God Who Sees. It was a video produced by Kathy Lee Gifford and sung by uh, my, my Nicole Mullen. Uh, if you haven't seen it, man, you watch it, it is, it is remarkable. I listened to an interview uh, of those two talking about how it came about, and it was supernaturally, dynamically, divinely given. Uh, They recorded it in one take as they were almost making it up as they went and didn't change it after they had recorded it. So uh, powerful video. It reminded me of so many things. I sit there, I watched it once, I watched it the second time, and tears are coming because not because of the song, but because of the things that the Holy Spirit was telling me. Uh, so that began the week. It's been one of the most amazing weeks of ministry and blessing I've had in my life. Uh, last Sunday was such an overwhelming display of appreciation for Jan and for me. Uh, very touching, very moving, and very much appreciated. Uh, the entire week was filled with great conversations in my office and in meetings in Lubbock. Again, but the most dynamic thing that added to this week was the many accounts and testimony of the Father's powerful healing. I, I, I shared in Bible study this morning, I haven't ever had a week like it, where there was so many specific things, physical manifestations of God in, in His working. I see many, many that I hear about and I see the outcome of, but this, this one was different. This was, was God moving in such physical and dynamic ways. Uh, I've never heard so many experiences in one week or in just a few days. There were many tears of joy uh, and praise all week. I was I was sitting with someone on Friday morning and she began to tell me just of a difficulty that was in her life. And uh, I, I told her, I said, give me just a minute. She didn't know what I was doing. But to, but to watch that face as I told her that that great need, that great wall that you were just standing in front of, that you were trying to bring all of your effort against, I said, in I, t- I told her, I said, I, I sent a text. I got an answer. I said, I, w- I will tell you now that you're standing on top of that wall, which seemed so large a few minutes ago. And to watch the face, to, w- to hear the, see the tears, to see the response of this remarkable woman who realized that all she had done, all she was preparing to do to try to move that wall was taken care of by the supernatural reality of God's love. And, to, and again, that started off a Friday morning of tears. Everybody that came in, it was just one story, one testimony, so profound in how God's moving and the things that he's doing. And, I, you know, one lady walked in, and I could tell when she walked in, 
She was anxious. She was ready because she had a, a boatload of testimony to unload. And, and I have, I've never seen her that excited. I've never seen her that, that eager to just tell what God has done. She found a voice and she was telling about the goodness of God. So I, I want to I tell you this morning, God is ready. And he's moving quickly to transform lives. You know, I, I, I don't want to embarrass her, but I, but I probably will. But uh, when, I, when I was talking, I, I walked in last Sunday and, and I was visiting with Vita. And I could tell there was just a heaviness about her. And I walked over and I, and, I, and I was talking to her. And she was just telling me the pain, the things that were going on in her life, the struggle that she was facing in that moment. And they were all very real. I mean, anybody with that same list would have had the same the same countenance. But somewhere in the service, and she told me at later that she can't remember what I preached on. I'm sure all y'all can, but she couldn't remember what I preached on last week. And uh, she said, but something happened in the, in the service. She said, something changed. And it was, it, it was a change. And I told her, so when I was standing up here and I looked down at her at, later in the service, it's like there was this radiance about her. There was a glow about her. There was a real joy that was just emanating from this woman who a few minutes ago had just told me of this hardness and this hardship, I mean, and struggle in her life. And she told me on Wednesday morning when we were visiting about this moment of, of this real transformation. And... Uh, you can, you can see it on her now. Just this, the healing and the restoration that can only come by God. So that it, was just, it was just a week of those things, a week of moments, and God is ready to transform lives. I want to talk to you this morning about how and why this is occurring. And I want to talk about what it will take to expand and allow this to go beyond last week. I don't want that to be a week. I want it to be a lifetime. And there are things that can be done. There are things that, are, that, that we hold as our responsibility that God has sown into the way this relationship works that will allow this to go beyond just the conversations of a week. I haven't heard yet, but you know, Danny's telling about Mexico and just how amazing it was to be there those few hours with those kids when they were giving away the blankets. And uh, just incredible, amazing were, were his words. So I want us to look. We're going to, man, this is going to be the shortest scripture reference I think I've ever used in a message. John chapter 5. If you want to go there, it's going to pop up here probably in just a second. On the screen, John chapter 5, one verse. Now, we know, we know the verse. We know the history behind the verse, so I'm, I'm going to speak on it just a second. Jesus has taken this brief detour on his way to Jerusalem, and he comes to this, he comes to this pool, and it, it talks about the pool. There are many who are, who are sick. There are many who are afflicted that are laying around it. But Jesus begins to deal with this one. In verse 6, when Jesus saw him lie, or saw him, where, saw him where he was laying, and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? 
Do you want to be restored? Do you want to be transformed? Do you want to be healed? That was the question. I hope you can begin to recognize already what it will take for this transforming life, this reformation to continue, for the testimonies of a week to become the testimonies of a year and the testimonies of a lifetime. It's how we answer this question. Wilt thou be made whole? So what about this is so unique that it could provide such an answer as to how, we, how this could be expanded and how this powerful work of God can continue. Most of us like the idea, and we ask in our prayers that God would change our circumstances or God would change our situation. Most prayers are acknowledging, God, there's something here that is wrong in my life. There's some relationship, there's some situation, there's some need, there's some brokenness that is going on around me in my situation and in my circumstance, and many of our prayers are asking God to change that. We do that believing correctly if our circumstance or our situation would change that that would make our lives much better. I'm not going to tell you that there's anything wrong with that request. We put that before God. God, this is what's going on. This is my situation. These are the circumstances. God, I, you know, you know, because many of those situations are beyond our control. They make our lives more challenging and they make our lives devastating. Like, you know, God, there is no job. God, there is no money. There is no home. God, there is all of these things that we recognize. But in 12 years of ministry, some of you have been hanging around ministry longer than I have. I have found something that I find to be remarkably true. The quickest way to the miraculous is not asking God to change our situation. It's not asking God to change our circumstance. It's asking God to change me. And rarely do we find that in our prayers. Now, I don't know if you agree with me or disagree with me. You're sitting there kind of stone-faced. I can't, can't tell what you're thinking. We have a difficult time calling out that part of our lives that needs immediate and miraculous attention. Father, I am angry. Instead of saying, God, I don't have a job. It's very real. Pray about that. Stand in that place. Put that before God. He will hear you. He's your father. He will hear you. But how often do we say the place of my greatest need is not in the spot that I mark. It's in the place in my heart. How often are our prayers being prayed, God, change me. I am frustrated. I am bitter. I'm critical, I'm weak, I'm addicted. How often do our prayers get directed and how often do we mark the place of the greatest need being directly in us? I find that to be generally rare. 
Rarely are we asking, God, change me. Why would this make so much difference? When I was listening to that song that Melissa had sent me about the God who sees, again, it's a song by Nicole Mullen and, and produced by Kathy Lee Gifford. I don't know which one of them wrote it. But they start with the story of Hagar and her being alone in the, des in the desert, desperate, desperately alone, you know, asking, does anyone see? Does anyone care? And then in the chorus of this song, God begins to sing back to Hagar. I will build a ring of fire around you. I will be, I am yours. And he sings back to her and she goes from that story into the story of Ruth, walking through her, walking through her grief, walking through her desperation. Her husband had died. Naomi's husband had died. She's walking through her grief and God begins to sing back to her. I will put a ring on your finger. I will put life in your womb. This goes into the story of David. He's been the shepherd. He's been king and now Absalom's trying to kill him and he's hiding in a cave crying out to God, God, do you see me? God, do you care? And God's answer is, I will uphold you with my right hand. And then it goes into the story of Mary Magdalene. Demon-possessed, transformed by Jesus, and she loved him, and she served him, and she watched him die. And then she goes to search for his body, and she can't find it. And God begins to sing back to her, Mary. I am the glory in your midst. I tell you, when I listened to that song, I was listening to the words, and, and, but, but what God was telling me, that men and women are waiting for their situations and their circumstances to change, for them to be happy, for them to be whole, for them to be restored, for them to be renewed, and God was shouting from heaven, Randy, tell them they don't have to wait. You don't have to wait for your situation or your circumstance to change, to be joyful, to be completely happy, to be completely restored, to be completely renewed. He says, you don't have to wait because I will build a ring of fire around you. I will uphold you with my right hand. I will restore life to you. I will be the glory in your midst. What stops us? From receiving what was being, what's being offered, it's not the, just the change of our circumstance. Again, there, I'm trying, I will make it clear. There's nothing wrong with asking that our situation or circumstance be different by the hand of God. But the fastest way to the miraculous is when we let God begin to change us. To mark this spot of anger, to mark this spot of frustration, to mark this the spot of criticism, of bitterness, to mark that spot and say, God, this is where I stand. Change me. Every testimony of God's miraculous touch last week was in part or often in full connected to him changing the person's life. There aren't many situations of all that I, that I, I can't share those testimonies because they're not mine. But, but, I, will, I can assure you that in each one of those, 
that person is going back into that same home, into that same situation, into that same circumstance, but in each one of them, they are transformed, healed, and made whole. It was personal breakthrough of extreme natures that I got to hear last week. So how does this allow us to see greater and more frequent change, more dynamic breakthrough? Because Jesus said this, will you be made whole? Do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be free from that anger, free from that frustration, that bitterness, that critical spirit, that weakness, that addiction? Do you want to be free? Do you want to be made whole? He's asking that right here, right now, to anyone, to everyone. He's also encouraging you to take that phrase on your lips and in your heart, go outside of this building and say it to those around you. It's not exclusive for in here. It's designed to be given. If you can say that I'm living in a place where I'm whole, Wonderful. Take those words, take it out, and share them with somebody else. A yes to that question changed everything for this man who had been that way, I think, for 38 years. What do you think his yes did in him? It transformed everything. That place in your heart that has been so long protected, so long hidden, so long denied, is now front and center before God if you'll put it there. He'll let you keep hiding it. He'll let you keep denying it. He'll let you keep saying, no, this is the way I am. This is the way God made me. I copied something yesterday. I I, I put it on my phone. I don't even remember where I heard it. But I I put it in in my memo so I could remember. I I looked at it last night as I was preparing. What I wrote was this. The greatest risk of any of us, that that any of us, I'm sorry, the greatest risk any of us can take is to be seen as we truly are. I don't know if you believe that or not. The greatest risk any of us can take is to be seen as we truly are. That's why we work so hard to hide it. That's why we work so hard to deny it because we don't want to be seen based on the thoughts that are in my head or the, or the feelings in my heart, but those things that I have so long denied, if I, if I ask God this question, I wrote this down too. God, will you take me as I am? God, will you take me as I am? And what will his answer be? Yes, it will be yes. It will be yes. It will be yes. But the next question comes from God to us. God's asking us, will you take me exactly like I am? a big question because I can come to God and say God will you take me as I am and he'll say yeah I will but if you take me as I am we're fixing to do some powerful things 
if you take me like I am, then, then as much as I love you by the grace that I have for you, to, to love you exactly where you stand, if you take me right where I am as your father, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to expose in you everything that I see that you already are. And I'm going to walk you on a journey to help you discover in great wonder and amazement the, the person that I see that you already are. God says, will you take me exactly as I am? Will you take my peace that passes understanding? Will you take my love that sets you free from fear? Will you take my joy that erases your anger? Will you take my forgiveness that erases your bitterness? Will you take, will you take me, will you, will you let me save you? Will you let me heal you? Will you let me restore you? Will you let me renew you? Will you let me deliver you? Will you take me exactly as I am? And you know the answer that most of us give, not by our words, but by our actions? No. No. And God says, but I have such a desperate desire to make you whole. Will you let me make you whole? Will you let me restore to you the years that the locusts have devoured? Will, let, will you let me create in you a new heart? Will you let me restore? Will you let me build? Will you let me show? Will you let me demonstrate? Will you let me be kind? Will you let me, because all I really need for you to do is to unfold your arms, unfold your heart, take the scowl off your face, open yourself up to me, accept me as your father the way that I am and all the love that I want to show you. Will you take me as I am? God is telling you that you don't have to wait for your situation or circumstance to be better for you to be better. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.